I'm Jonathan. And I'm Megan. <laughs> and this week's episode is no book, no movie, but a look back on our first season in of 2020. Force proximity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is... <laughs> Well, I was going to start off with something else, but I'll start off by going over our new equipment. <laughs> Megan got me a new microphone, a new microphone stand for Christmas so we can have better quality sound. And what I is just, it? Huh? What What is it? A Rode? It's the Rode Pod Mic. The Rode Pod Mic. It's supposed to be better, but my, my, my cheap one was like more user-friendly, I think. I don't think so. I think with anything, there's a learning curve. And with better equipment (laughs) comes better responsibility. Like Spider-Man? Well, essentially, that's what it is. I mean, there's there's more nuance to this mic. And it is a better mic. I I think there's going to be. We probably need better everything now. Yeah. Well. Uh, So... Uh, so far I don't like it because it's brand new, but I think once I play with it and learn it, it'll, yeah, it'll pay for itself. Well, not really, but it'll pay off. <laughs> yeah. Nothing pays for itself on this show because we don't make any money on this show. <laughs> yep. So before we go on, if you are a returning listener or a, nope, if you're a regular listener or just happen <laughs> upon us, please do us a favor by giving us a giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps boost the show and allows us to reach more people. Please and thank you. All right. With that, what's going on with us besides my new technical difficulties? Uh, I forgot I was wearing headphones, and I don't like to wear headphones when I record. So I was already thinking this is, I don't know. A boring episode, but I really think it's the sound quality. I don't know. Okay. Do you want me to start off? Oh, we're starting off talking about our lives. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, it was just Christmas. It was just Christmas. And our son Hank had a lot of fun getting a visit from Santa. And Santa left some North Pole snow in our house, and he ate almost all of his cookies, and the reindeer ate all the carrots. Mm-hmm. So he Hank woke up in the middle of the night and saw Santa had arrived, and he had a hard time going back to sleep. As and... in, he didn't. Yeah. He just laid in our bed for three hours. Wiggling so excitedly. <laughs> Until it was kind of the sun was out enough that we could open presents. He said, uh, it's day now. We can go downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's day out. <laughs> so this, I mean, last year he was into it, but this is the first year is like magical for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was so, it was so magical. Everywhere we went, he was telling people Merry Christmas the yeah. whole season. Oh, thank you. Here's your receipt. Thank also, you. Also, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't teach him that. Uh-uh. I yeah. never say Merry Christmas as a greeting. He had a great time with it this year. Yeah. And he got everything he wanted, pretty much. 
way too much crap. Way too much. Like we have to, we have to call some, uh, call the shelves, as you say in the library industry. Mm-hmm. Like toys, some toys have to go. Yeah. Anything that was like three years old, it's got to go. Well, I don't know about that. We have a big basement. <sighs> it's not that big. Well, he just. It's. I don't know. We'll talk about this. This is not like what our romance listeners <laughs> want to talk about. Right. We're now an organizational <laughs> podcast specializing in child's toy culling. No. All right. No. Uh, besides that, I mean, I've been home. This is my fifth or sixth week home. Yeah. From work. And we. I will be returning to work after the winter vacation is over. So. Mm-hmm. And I am, yeah, I'm returning to uh, writing. All right. That's that's it. Taking a break over Christmas. Yeah. And now I have to to finish my work in progress in January. Which, you want to talk about that or you want to get into another episode? Nah, it's it's not. I don't like talking about what I'm working on, really. I, I, I don't blame you. You have a trivia for me today? Yes. All right. What is it? <laughs> All right. It's more than one question. All right. I like those. This is true or false. In When Harry Met Sally, Harry and Sally both attended University of Chicago. True. Yeah. Um. Okay. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. Was the line in what movie? That was the line in You've Got Mail. Yes. When Meg Ryan came around the corner and saw Brinkley and... <laughs> Joe Fox. Joe Fox. Yep. Oh, these are good questions. <laughs> Very topical to our show. Shop Around the Corner takes place in which European country? Prague. That's a country? No. That was a city in Czechoslovakia. It takes place in Hungary. Hungary. It's not in Prague. It's in Budapest. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. In When Harry Met Sally, what song were Harry and Sally singing when they bumped into Harry's ex-wife, mm. Helen? Oklahoma. It's from that play. I don't know the. I don't know. I know it's from Oklahoma. Oh, it's it's Surrey with a fringe on top. Okay. That I I get half credit for that. Okay. Sure. I, partial credit, because come on. I'm trying to see <laughs> if there are. I'm trying to see if there are any others that um, are from any of the other movies that we watched. No, it's just one more. <laughs> I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Name, not the TV show. 
but the, <laughs> but the movie. That's Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And TV show reference for those of you who might not know <laughs> is Scrubs. Yeah. When Turk and Carla were getting married and Turk didn't write the vows, he had Turk's brother write it and they hated each other. <laughs> and he just wrote down the lines from Harry Met Sally and Turk was in deep <laughs> shit. Deep, deep shit for it. <laughs> uh, and that was the romantic comedy quiz answers and winners from the Pioneer Woman's website. Oh, nice. And there's more, but I skipped the movies that we didn't watch this season. That's fair. Yeah. Um, How did I do? I did pretty good, I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, So this is uh, it's our first year. We're wrapping up our first season, so first year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Not quite 52 episodes, because uh, when we started, I was still in grad school, mm-hmm. and I was working very hard to be done with grad school. <laughs> yeah. So there was, like, we we recorded in January, and then we didn't record again until... March. March. Well, and the other reason for that was, well, number one, also, you had never read a romance novel. Yeah. So you read your first romance novel, the and it was book club, and it wasn't something that you could just dive right into and just this is my life now reading romance novels because it was still new to you. Yeah, and also, well, in February we all got COVID or something. Well, <laughs> self-diagnosed, self-diagnosed COVID, but we were all sick for a month. So that's why we didn't, I don't think we recorded any episodes in February. We didn't. Uh, So January, we were busy. February, we were sick, like really, really deathbed level sick, I felt. March, we finally recorded. I wouldn't go that far, but for myself. No, you weren't as sick as as the The rest rest of of the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then our second book was Rafe, and then we decided, uh, I can't read at the speed we're going to need to put out these shows. Right. So that's when we decided to do every other week a book and a movie alternate. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's been, it's been a nice, uh, balance because people like the romance movies too. Well, we like the romance movies too. It's not just I I would really feel like something was missing from our show if we didn't talk about romance movies because uh I my writing comes more from uh, comes more from film than it than it does inspiration from other authors. And I I, I will and, say that your book read like a movie. Like a screenplay almost. Yeah. Well, I, I think in terms of, of visual, I think in terms of a script when I'm writing, I think in terms of, uh, of film. And so, uh, yeah, to me, and it's all the same genre. So I think it doesn't have to be comedy, but you know, romance is romance and we might branch out in the future and do some date night boxes on the podcast and that's you know that's still romance yeah well that that's a good point you brought up with saying we 
the the movies are important to us. They are. So let's let's run with that. Why did we start this podcast? If you're a new listener, here's why. <laughs> <laughs> so take it away. We started this podcast because I am a romance writer and Jonathan had never read a romance and he's a very sporty kind of guy. He's like the jock archetype of hero. Yeah. He's the cinnamon roll jock and I'm like the geeky anti-hero heroine. And we have not a lot in common, like on on out, of out, surface level things. Yeah, we outs- don't have anything in common outside of our core values. Our core values are pretty identical. Yeah, and that's what makes our relationship a great a great relationship because we we balance each other, and we think the same way just we think the same way about totally different subjects so <laughs> That's an excellent way of putting that <laughs> we had to find jonathan took it upon himself to find some common ground so that yeah, this is all jonathan's idea and i congratulate him for doing this for us and so he decided he was going to start reading romance novels and we would podcast about them. So you get a little bit of a different perspective because you get the guy husband's perspective. And you get the perspective of an actual couple Yeah, on this podcast. And if I could like piggyback on that. I wanted to start a podcast just because I love listening to them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a new form of media. And I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And I thought I was going to do one with my friend and coworker about like guy stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to say it's it's not that he's flaky. He has three <laughs> he has three very active boys that are all like into sports and he just like when they're not doing sports, he needs that time to spend with his wife, not with me talking about guy stuff. Right. When we do that at work already. Yeah. So it it kind of just didn't it just didn't work out and and fine cuz it just didn't fit. Yeah. for both of us. But I still wanted to do it mm-hmm. because it just seems like fun. And it is fun. Yeah, it is. So my thought was you were branching out into being an author. So like yeah. you're trying you're still trying to get picked up by a a publishing house potentially potentially for a different genre though so that's a different but different still topic. as an indie as an indie author you do need a way to like put yourself out there true and a lot of the podcasts i like to listen to are comedians and they say if you don't have a podcast you're not doing yourself you're doing yourself a disservice so you're not all that different than a stand up comic no I I write comedy. Yeah. My books are very, my books are humorous fiction. So my, my thought was, you know, let's do this. I'll get to like do a podcast Mm -hmm. because I want to do that as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And you get to like get some marketing as we're not really broadcasting here. (laughs) But you get something, you know? Yeah. 
And I thought, you know, if there can't be that many romance podcasts with a guy. No, there aren't. Voice, especially like, I don't say guy's guy, but like I am. But I, I am kind of a your yeah. typical guy. Mm, you are not because you have that contrarian voice. Um, which is why I like you. I don't like typical guys, guys, but, but because you, but what I mean is like, you're not a romance reader. No, or but you weren't before this podcast. I'm, I'm like, a, like a real life Ron Swanson. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, when, you're, you're like a throwback man. But when you think about Ron Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> he's not typical either no he's not and you think of him like at first he's like this big masculine guy but he's also very much feminist Mm -hmm. and he is an outside the box thinker and he's all the things that you are yeah so and that brings me to my next point i thought my initial thought doing this podcast was i was gonna like tear these books apart because they didn't get guys right (laughs) but did they get guys right or they for the most part yeah my my biggest gripe was a bromance book club with all the like tearing each other down and making fun of each other and yeah as as banter like guy on guy banter is not that toxic no it was nice but what ended up happening was i was able to walk in women's shoes for a mile. So like it kind of changed my worldview. Yeah. With women. <laughs> what did you just say recently? Like I don't know if I'm changing. I don't know if you're rubbing off on me. Uh <laughs> that that I think that was too personal uh, too No, no, no. I wasn't going to say like what the actual thing yeah. was, but it was it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, you you said something very very ultra feminist, <laughs> and it was, it was be it was all all because of this podcast. It and was your new... it was. I don't want to talk about it because I just it was it's personal stuff. But yeah, you so, had an experience like, recently. Yeah, I saw something. I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, and that was before I had said anything. Usually, I'm the the instigator like this isn't this isn't good for women and and you're like oh it's fine oh wait yeah you're right so now yeah so what i've come to discover (laughs) i mean don't hold it against me listeners that (laughs) if it's not good for women it's not good for humanity (laughs) (laughs) and it's you're here it's not that I had anything against it. I just didn't think about it. Yeah. I just didn't ever like stop to think. But mm-hmm. this is this podcast and reading these books has made me stop to think. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it's coming. It's not coming from like women in, in your lines. It's not coming from women in fields that you necessarily had a great respect for coming into this. It's coming from you reading 
what people think of as these silly little romance books. And it's coming from you reading about really ultra-feminine women. They're not leaders in the field of football. We haven't read any sports romance except for the Bromance Book Club, and that was very little have to do with sports. And they're not coming from... These women aren't in STEM, even. We haven't... The only STEM-careered woman that we read was Helen Huang's The Kiss Quotient, was Stella was an econometrician. Um, Neanderthal seeks human. She was an accountant. I don't feel like that's... that's it's math. Still... Okay. That's math. All right. And law. But law is not STEM. No. Um, But, yeah, I just think it's... Yeah. I, I think it's great that you have come to that perspective, not by reading, um, you know, the not like the other girls, girls, but reading about women who are very much like, you know, typical women and how typical women think. And I don't know, you, you'd think you being this like this big burly man that maybe you would come to appreciate woman's power more if it was coming in the shape of a woman who was in a field that you maybe have a great deal of respect for like the sports field or something and then and then instead you're just reading about just just average people and the the love experiences of average women. And that is what has made you have this new shift in your perspective. And I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I also have to give uh, credit to the show Hamilton. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we watched Hamilton in what July? Mm, I think it was later. No, it was no, it was around for, like Fourth of July. We watched it. I thought it was around Halloween. No. Oh, I didn't realize it was so long ago. Yeah. Okay. And it, like, reading about or watching this about Alexander Hamilton made me deep dive into it because mm-hmm. I loved the show. Yeah. And I wanted to find out more about him. Mm-hmm. And it made me like think about economics differently and how Mm -hmm. politics works differently and how like just so that show and doing our show really made me think differently about how i see things yeah so not that i'm still i still have my you know my libertarian mindset of smaller government but Mm, not always <laughs> it just depends <laughs> on what the issue is <laughs> yes so but in term when we're talking about this show our show force proximity it did change my out my not outlook because i never like thought badly about women right right you did it but I also never thought about like 
a, a day the day to day of a woman. I think if you, I think you generally took the side of the man on any time there was like a a a sex war or yeah and i think we've talked about that even on this show where yeah. it's just like all right team boys that's what <laughs> yeah i yeah like when we watched when harry met sally i think you um you actually said that she was right in certain instances he's wrong and i think before we had done we had we started our podcast you were very much team boy all the time always like anytime there was a dispute between a man and a woman you took his side and it was it's like well can't can't you just i mean i don't always take the girl's side i take whoever's side is right can't you just you know have the courtesy to do the same thing and and now you do you you think about things a lot a lot differently because of reading a woman's perspective Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. And I think I think uh, more men should be reading romance for that reason. Right. Which is the whole part point of our podcast Mm -hmm. is we want men to read romance. And looking at the statistics on Spotify, Mm -hmm. there aren't any (laughs) that listen to our show. It's all women. (laughs) But maybe they're maybe they're out there reading romance. And our job is to find the romance books that men should be reading. It should be anyone that is well-written, they should be reading. Yes. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. That's the... That's the twist. I mean, we've come across some books where we started reading and we're like, ugh, this book sucks. (laughs) Don't read those. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because that's just a bad book. (laughs) Right. And it's hard because we invest. Um, I'm reading constantly and I am not a fast reader. I'm a, a very slow reader. I only read f- five or six books a month, which for, for a writer, it's like, that's like nothing. Writers read a book a day. Many writers um, <laughs> of these types of books anyway. And uh, Jonathan, like, does not have time to read. <laughs> we we just don't have time to sift through the the meager writing to get to, you know, a good turn of phrase here and there. So we um, we're pretty careful now when it comes to choosing our books. Mm-hmm. That's not to say we have to agree with the subject matter. But I will read, um, I will read a well-written book that is about something about a subject that I just can't stand. Before I'll read about a subject that I love that's just not well-written. Because you you appreciate the wordcraft. It's not even appreciate. Yes, I appreciate good wordcraft, but there has to, you have to at least get to a certain level where I'm not cringing when I'm reading you. And there's been a lot of books come out that have come out this year where I have totally cringed on the first page. It's mm-hmm. like everything is a device that's like, oh, I'm going to write this. Uh, this sentence will capture the reader's attention. No, 
<laughs> if you're writing and you're thinking about the reader's going to love this or this is going to be a great first. No, just ugh, it drives me nuts. Like I can just it's like bad acting. I can see through it. I know what you're trying to do. And because I because it's so transparent, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then like because obviously like you you put it in a first sentence and then it has really nothing to do like that's supposed to be your hook and that sentence has nothing to do with your story i i'm noticing that as a trend lately and so what i just i just i can't abide it i can't i can't deal with that anymore if you're doing that i will stop reading you (laughs) well i think that's a that's an excellent pivot point for the next thing. <laughs> okay. All right. We're what challenges have we had? Like just starting up current challenges. I, oh, I can God. tell you our first episode. <laughs> we did not have any of the equipment we have now. We and recorded it on our phone. On my iPad. Oh, on your iPad. On um, GarageBand. Yeah. And it doesn't sound that bad. I haven't gone back and listened to it because I just I can't. I just, <laughs> uh, well, to date, it is our most downloaded episode. Which, well, that of makes course, sense because one. people, yeah, think they have to start at the beginning and then, and then they're like, "Well, this sucked." <laughs> and if this is your first time listening to us, our our show is more like an anthology. How just, so? Just go pick the ones you want to listen to and listen to those. You don't have to listen to. In order of anything. No. Well, I think people... No, everybody knows that about podcasts. But mm. they still think that they do have to listen to them. Well, I listen One, to a two, lot three, of... Four, five. I listen to a lot of political podcasts. Okay. And if I miss two weeks, I don't go back. Because mm. the, the news cycles turn over so fast. So that's anthology as well. Yeah, but... Yeah, it is. You're right. But you can't really go back and listen to it. Unless it's a storytelling, a fiction podcast, I don't think you ever have to go back. So I think people know it, but I think there's something that still tells human beings, because we are hardwired for story, that we should start any story from the beginning. (laughs) I agree. I mean, um, if you want to, we would love for you to listen to all of our shows. (laughs) I mean... Of course. But you don't have to. (laughs) Just pick the ones you want to listen to. And as far as, I mean, this show has been, 2020 has been a huge learning curve. It's just been one giant learning curve for me personally. Mm-hmm. It 2020 was not a bad year for me. Like, it's not the dumpster fire me for neither. me, for us, for our family. It was not the dumpster fire everybody talks about. It was pretty great for us. It was. Um, we both like being home. We both like being together. So when you were when we were quarantined at home for the majority of the year, it was a pretty good time yeah. that we had at home. And I was I was very fortunate to not miss my paychecks, right? Um, or lose anybody because of mm-hmm. COVID. So yes, we're very fortunate when it comes to that, and we've had. We've had a great year. I published my first book. I um, am growing my editing business. Like it's just business wise, my career has taken off. So and that was very unexpected. 
um, podcast wise, but every step of the way and everything I did when it came to anything bookish from the podcast to writing was like super learning curve. It was just like a mountain of of a learning curve. Everything was just I I've never failed so much <laughs> at, at um at any one thing than I have at everything I've tried. Every stupid little thing, whether it was a design moment or an Instagram post or the fact that I forgot to post on Instagram, which happened on the podcast quite frequently, or the fact that we don't get our mic set up right, or the <laughs> fact that um, that I put a millimeter of too much yellow space on my cover or just every little thing I could. It was it was agonizing getting these details wrong but now hopefully i've we've learned and everything else will continue to be a learning curve probably yeah, everything new we're is gonna it? keep growing keep learning i i mean i can say my biggest challenge was and what i've learned from is like i have to start reading the book two weeks before the episode yeah and give myself if i get finished early fine Right. I'd rather be finished early than like scrambling on recording day to finish the book. Yeah, that sucks. Like it's not good self care. No. So I, you know, I'll I'll time it out where I have like pretty much fourteen days to read the book, and then you can read a little at a time because it's not your first love. No, reading romance is still something you do. No, for the job. If I if I can chip away ten to twelve percent a day of the book. I'm in good shape for the, like, if I give myself the time, I'll be in good shape Yeah. by the time we have to record. And I pretty much do that now, but I just made an Instagram post about it, about how my normal reading time is like 5.30 a.m. till I leave for work at 7. Mm -hmm. I've been waking up at 7 <laughs> and Hank sneaks into our bed in the middle of the night. And, and he, he knows, wakes up when you wake up. Yep. So I yeah. don't have time to read. Right. And I can't read during the day because it's me and him yep. playing. Yeah. And then you know how I fall asleep. It takes me 10 seconds. I'm asleep. Yeah. If I read, I'm not going to read a page. I'll be out. I know. So uh, it's it, it's it's getting to a point where I'm going to need to like carve out time in the middle of the day to come down here in the basement and read. Yeah. Um, my learning curve has just been, well, apart from the technology and the getting everything right and getting everything posted on time and, um, my learning curve has been choosing self-care over mm -hmm. finishing a bad book. Like that's, that was hard for me to get. And even for the podcast, I, I just decided it was better to not finish a book than to trudge through a book when I when we just don't have time to read mm -hmm. like the shit that it is. And we've read some like really like <sighs> bad books. Uh, I I'm th I was like thinking of something like an <laughs> an over ended porta potty 
of, <laughs> of a book. <laughs> we don't need to name it because no, we no, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's just when it comes through, like when when you have to like pick through the weeds to find the subject of a sentence because it's just so awkwardly mm-hmm. written. I just yeah, no. It's it's. I don't know. It's like it's just too much emotional. Well, it, it takes too much away from our emotional well-being to continue reading these. Not great. Terrible books. books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said not great. You said terrible. <laughs> yes. Half empty, half full. Um. So but then when it comes to picking like I like to read the book for the first time for the podcast. But at the same time. Like, I don't want to have to be the gatekeeper for, for you, because I, I, you've surprised me with a lot of the books that you liked, and I thought you were not going to like Like, which one? Mm, All the ones you liked. (laughs) (laughs) Human versus Neanderthal, for one. Well, I have ulterior reasons for liking that book, because you are basically on the cover. (laughs) But you really, that was the first book you really liked. I loved that book. Yes. That surprised me. I didn't think you were going to love it. Um, Well, and I didn't, to be clear, I didn't picture you as Janie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that would have been weird. I'm not Janie. No, you're not. But it was easy for me because I pictured Chris Hemsworth as, I forgot the guy's name. Quinn. Quinn. Really? I still don't. And I pictured not Australian Chris Chris Hemsworth. I pictured Thor Chris Hemsworth. So it made it very easy for me to read. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that surprised me that you really liked was... The Kiss Quotient? No, I feel like you didn't really like that. I liked it. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. But there was another one that you loved that I was surprised by. Stuffed. You you liked I that surprised me, yeah. Um uh, I'm going through our episodes right now. <laughs> um I liked the last book we did, the the holidays. Yeah, in a holidays. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um oh, in mine. <laughs> Oh, I loved your book. Your book was my favorite (laughs) book we read this year. Thank you. Uh, Maybe that's what I was thinking of because that really did surprise me that you liked it so much. I mean, call me biased. That's fine. But your book (laughs) really was my favorite book. (laughs) Thanks. Um... And you didn't love the hating game. You didn't love a lot of the ones that I thought you were going to really like. We're going to see what happens when we start adding our sports months. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about next year? I want to talk. I I had it listed as next year, but I want to talk about the future of the podcast. Right. So for what I would love in the future is to have guests in studio so like if you had a writer's retreat or something or one of your friends came or yeah your sister came yeah and just have an in studio i think that would be so much fun right okay 
You don't think so? Um, I am not a big fan of people visiting, but other than... Oh, man. If they have to visit, I would like them to be on the podcast. I think that would be a blast. Okay. <laughs> then we have to have some of your friends, too. Yeah, but in the spirit of getting more men to read romance, that's why I keep like I want to I want to upgrade our recording software or hardware to like add more microphones and it's just we will. I think it it would be so fun. It would like to turn this room we're in into like a like I want to get we we work on a table and chairs. I would love to have like a sofa and just turn into a lounge where we have conversations with people. Yeah, the podcast lounge. That's. That's like our biggest difference. So I'm such an extrovert where I, I love being around people. Yeah. But small groups of people. Well, and this, so a podcast would be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like I really love having three or four people over and just talking. Well, if, if COVID is still taking place, which it will, it's not like there's going to be, you know, oh, Biden's in office. We're out of COVID times now. Like, that's not going to happen. So we will still be not having guests probably well into spring, I would say. Oh, I wouldn't think. I'm talking future. I'm not really meaning this year. Okay. I'm not really talking 2021. If maybe late 2021 that happens. We will have some more guests because we're going to bring in some experts. Yeah. This this upcoming year. Good. Let's talk about what we are going to do for 2021, which is, number one, bring in guests. We have my sister, who is a studying to be a sex therapist. So she is expert number one. Yes. Expert number two is our friend Petra Orlov, mm-hmm. who is the expert of... Victorian. Victor- yeah. Victorian slash probably any age of historical <laughs> romance i think victorian when i think of petra <laughs> well she is she her book is set in victorian victorian and all of her Paris, pictures though. on instagram yes <laughs> um and then and some of your some of your dude friends yeah which are not expert witnesses essentially but they're experts at being dudes they're experts at being dudes so, and but, that's what we want. We and want have, more dudes. It has to be a book episode. Yes. It cannot be a movie. Nope. You have to read a book. That is a cop out. You have yep. to read a romance novel if you come on our show. If you're a guy. Yeah. If you're a lady, it can be whichever one you want. Right. <laughs> and and I want to do some crossovers with other podcasts. I so do too. we have some we have some of those coming up. I do too. I'm gonna be a guest on a podcast in um in January. It's not necessarily romance podcast, but we're oh, starting man. to branch out. Um That's, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. A writing podcast. Good. Um one thing I do wanna add, I would love to video our podcasts. Yeah, that's not gonna happen for a while. Why? Because I don't want to be on video for a while. I am very private, and I just do not. It's it's too invasive. I just I I have to get. I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of things that need to happen first. I I would love by mid twenty twenty one that we could do that. Okay. Or maybe maybe mid twenty twenty one. 
definitely 2022. Okay. Moving on. Well, well, we're talking about what we want in the future. I am talking about our actionable next, our next season. Okay. I'm talking about season two. Well, you know I'm a dreamer. I, I know. I am too. But I'm actually being pragmatic at this point. So season two. We're also having themed months. Yes. Starting with January, which is our whiteout theme. What does that mean? Only white writers? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering we read two books a month, yes, they're both white. But um, yeah, I just mean very cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first book will be K.A. Tucker's The Simple Wild, set in Alaska. The second book will be um, Adriana, Adriana. Oh, don't even. I don't. I don't. Re- <laughs> we haven't read the book yet, so I'm not sure. I forgot her last name. Uh, white. It's. I think it's called Whiteout. Okay. I think that that's what the name of the book is. So we're doing Whiteout January. We'll probably do My Bondage Valentine February. Oh, we're going to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yes. And we're going to read <laughs> Priest and we're going to read something else, oh BDSM. You've, you've been like warning and me about Priest. It's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I am so not into bondage like i do not find it remotely sexy anything about the bdsm life like i have no kink like whatsoever there is like zero and priest is like one of my favorite books period not even romance books not even erotic romance it's one of my favorite books ever written because it's just so thought out and I love the juxtaposition between sex and religion because it is so important and sex is such a holy act that like not no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) good one um but it yeah I I love I love when you combine when Sierra Simone combines um sex with religion so I've been waiting to read this book okay um so and you know who knows what March probably something Irish April <laughs> something Irish. I don't even know but we're gonna well, have you know a hockey we'll, theme and we'll a get there football theme and a rugby well, theme and we yeah. should do hockey theme when it's the Stanley Cup Finals when is that even July this year no well, July has to be Freedom Month has to be like we have to read okay, like we can do June like the the meat of the playoffs okay all right. So that's what's coming down the pipeline. Lots of guests, or some guests. <laughs> <laughs> hey, three for us is lots. That's what I mean. Once a quarter. Yeah. Well, Once a quarter guests. I think that's to, fair. To start. Once a quarter is a lot. Yeah. C- considering we only record once a once a week. Yeah. That's nine. That's one, two, three, four, six books. Every sixth book. Yeah. Yeah. Or movie. Whatever. Um, yeah, once a quarter guests and our our themed months, and we're going to have a lot of fun mm-hmm. compiling the themes, and we're going to let them be a surprise for you as they... As we as think the, of them. As the... <laughs> no, I'm, I, I like to plan things like that, so okay. I'm going to be planning them. And I'm... As far like, I got the podcast going 
Yeah. And as far as like the the continuous motion of it, that's all you. Like, Me? Yeah, you push it forward with you pick the you choose the books we read, the movies we watch. And now yeah. you're setting themes, so Yeah, I'm the producer. You're the you're producer. The, you're the sh- showrunner. There you go. No, you're the <sighs> You're the, the executive I'm the guy, producer, and I'm the showrunner. I'm the guy who stands over the actors with that big stick microphone. The boom mic. <laughs> That's me. No, I'm not even that. I get I get you the coffee. <laughs> That's me. No, you're the guy that like gives. You're the studio head. That's like, yep, that sounds good. Make that movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what what was your favorite episode this season? Favorite episode or favorite book? I think my favorite episode is probably the last episode because we started to really get into a different groove with our with our talking, with our conversations. Yeah. And I really like where we're headed with that. The the fact that we don't go beat by beat in the book, mm-hmm. which I wanted to because all the other romance book podcasts do, but then I realized then we're not then the if we're bantering, then our episodes are so long. If we're and if we're not, oh, if you add banter, if you add that, banter, yeah. yeah. If we add our conversations and how we really think about this one particular beat or this one particular line or this one conversation that was the the turning point of whatever it is, it's just it's so long. We have to assume that you've read the book. If not, we'll give you a little synopsis. And then we go into why you should read it. Yeah. I like that too. I, I do like that we we're going that direction. Yeah. And if you if you want to go beat by beat, those other podcasts can do that for you. Right. And we're reading and as we continue as we move forward, we're going to be reading most um mostly well known books. So the likelihood that you have read them is greater. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. It's fine. Yeah. So I'll go my favorite episode. I actually have two. Oh, oh yeah. We, but we've read four of my favorite books this season. A Discovery what? of Witches, what? The Restorer. Wait, 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 wait. wait a minute. We will get it. I have that as a question. Favorite book. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Fine, fine, fine. We went over this too. <laughs> okay. My favorite episode. I have two favorite episodes. Okay. My first favorite episode was Dracula. Oh. Because we had a guest, yep. Petra, and that was so much fun. <laughs> like you two talking about a story that you guys absolutely love. Yeah. Now, we did have technical difficulties on it. I but know. but it was such a fun episode for us to do, for me. I don't. I I know it was for you too because she's a good friend of yours. Yeah. So I love that episode. Yeah. And I can't wait to have her back on the show. Yeah. Um, my other favorite episode was the Pride and Prejudice episode, because we got to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I know I kind of sneak Star Wars in a lot, but that one like because we compared Kylo Ren. And, and Ray Skywalker to Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah. So that was that was fun for me. Yeah. I got to indulge in what I like too. <laughs> well, and and 
<laughs> Raylo are my favorite couple to ship. To ship? Yeah, to oh, ship. worship, yeah. It's not worship. It's just called shipping. Okay, whatever. I'm shipping them. They're my favorite couple in romance, to put into non-Gen Z terms. <laughs> <laughs> in all of romance, in all everywhere. It's Raylo. It's Raylo. <laughs> I just love them together. Second, yeah. Second would be Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. It's the same thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want more information on that, download our episode on Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. It's the movie Pride and Prejudice. It is the, the movie. The 2005. With it's Kira not, It's not the book or the BBC miniseries. So, what was your favorite book? Oh, um, my favorite book is The Restorer which is book one of the Graveyard Queen, mm -hmm. and also The Kiss Quotient, mm -hmm. and also <laughs> A Discovery of Witches, and also The Kiss Quotient. And I feel like those are not our best episodes. And I and I, and the onus is on me because I didn't... Um, you went way deep into the books. And I, I think that's fine. It is fine. But we are still doing the the beat by beat. Here's what happens, and here's what we think about it. Here's what happens, and here's what we, and that just I don't like it. Um, and also there were early episodes too, right? So they were too long. They just they didn't flow, and you weren't as invested in them as I was. So I feel like our banter wasn't great, and. Yeah, it's like it's like I always say, when you're acting, if you love your character, you're not going to play him well. Because when you love somebody, you don't see their flaws. And when you're acting a character, you need to be able to act their flaws. Yeah. So it's better off not liking a character that you have to play. And it's the same way with with books. Like, I can I can write and I can read and I can talk about books a lot better when I dislike them or when I don't necessarily love them as much as my four favorite books well those all every book you just mentioned yeah is among our highest downloaded episodes <laughs> that's good yeah my favorite book was Neanderthal Seeks Human yeah I, I, it, was, it was fun it opened with a shit joke yeah. <laughs> it was funny. However, the book that we just started to read and dropped because it we didn't like it mm -hmm. started with, with a dick joke. With the dick joke. But the book was so bad we both decided we both had a hard time getting through even the first chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so even though it started with a shit joke. P no, dick joke. No, no, no. Even though human versus Neanderthal, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. human seeks Neanderthal started with, you know, she has, she's the in the joke. bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Um, Can you spare a square? <laughs> she, she made it work. Uh -huh. It wasn't all about that. No, no, but it captured me. But the writing kept you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. It is. Uh, I liked in the holidays too. I thought that was a 
a very good book. Yeah. I, it was one of my favorites. And I did like Discovery of Witches. Yes. I had fun with that book because yeah. it was book, like it was on Audible, so I didn't have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it was read to me and I love being read to. Mm-hmm. And I, I really can't, I do want to like do another episode on the second book and like I want to do the whole series as episodes because okay. I, I like the story. Okay. I didn't like the show. I thought it was stupid looking. It's hard to do magic in a TV show. But reading show. it, it was yeah. so much better. Because reading it, you're not imagining the bad special effects. You're exactly. reading amazing special effects that can't happen in movies yet. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what was your favorite? Who was your favorite heroine and who was your favorite hero? In the books. Mm, Stella from The Kiss mm-hmm. Quotient is my favorite that's, heroine. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> um, and, and Amelia Gray. I think she's a sleeper, but I I love her. Remind me. The Restorer, The Graveyard yeah. Queen. I didn't love that book. I love that book so much. And those books. And she's one of my favorite heroines in um, in romance because she's just so she's so quiet Mm -hmm. and nowadays you have nowadays meaning books that came out in 2020 uh you have a lot of heroines that rely my own included relying on their awkwardness as part of their as their main personality trait and the reason why you love them is just they're so lovably awkward and and bumbling that's just it's a commonality that I see that when you see somebody who's just quiet and elegant and subdued but not boring it's it, it's fascinating to me I don't I don't know how Amanda Stevens could write a character that was as quiet as Amelia Gray but um, still is interesting to get to know My favorite heroine was Emerson Brooms. <laughs> she was. I loved her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was the... from Well That Was Awkward. Yes. And that's also my favorite book. <laughs> Thanks. But uh my favorite hero I although I love John. <laughs> that's okay. My favorite hero is not really a hero yet. Is okay. Quan. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Quan from The Kiss Quotient. And, and The Bride Test. The Bride Test is my favorite because I just think we would be friends. Yeah, I think you would too. <laughs> well, we are definitely going to be doing The Heart Principle when it yeah. comes out next summer. Quan is my Whatever month favorite. it comes out, will be that will be our theme for the month. And mm-hmm. we will have all... Quan all day every day. I don't know. <laughs> I that guy. I just ah. Uh, He's a really great character. He is. He's yeah. my favorite character. Yeah, and I think we're gonna see Helen Huang's first alpha male. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And I don't don't know if she can write an alpha that doesn't have that cinnamon roll, ooey gooey center. Because we know Quan mm-hmm. is very soft hearted. Yes. Deep down, he's just hard on the outside. That surprised you, didn't it? That Quan is my favorite. Oh but no! It, I... it, 
It surprised you that I brought it up, but when I yes. did, it doesn't surprise you. It doesn't surprise me that he's your favorite character. It surprises me that he was such a tiny character in the books that we read him mm-hmm. in that that he was your favorite character of the whole season. Just reading those two books with him in it, it's like I want to know more about him. Yeah. So I can't I cannot wait for Quan's book. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Uh favorite movie that we've done. Oh. Do you want me to go first? Yes. I I would say Pride and Prejudice because of the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah. When Harry Met Sally was my favorite one. Really? Yeah. I mean, The Princess Bride is still like an all-time favorite movie for me and yeah. still over When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Because that's a childhood movie. Right. But as far as like a learning new things when Harry Met Sally was my favorite. Okay. There are so many movies that we watched this year that are my favorites. Um, You know what I thought you were going to say? What? Eurovision. I love that movie. I do too. But it's in a different category. It just gets, it's it's by itself. It's so entertaining, but it's not, it's not a classic. No. Yeah. Um, I really love Trainwreck because I think Bill Hader's character is so unusual. And so is Amy Schumer, but I appreciate the hero more. His confidence and just like down to earth. Yeah. And just not playing games was very refreshing. Yes. And the whole movie, the way it didn't rely on... Um, miscommunication tropes that could easily be that it could easily be overcome with just was that, a text. Was that a Judd Apatow movie? I don't know. If it was, it, it would because that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. Also, I liked Pride and Prejudice. I think that's that's my favorite romance movie. Besides The Last Jedi. <laughs> is that the ninth Star Wars movie? It is, it, yeah, it is a Jedi Apatow movie. Oh, okay. Um, and also... Um, <laughs> Probably all of them because you picked them. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's hard. So... So what well, I can I can elaborate more like the movies are pretty much Megan picked them, yeah. Except for Eurovision, I think. I no, think we I, both I, came said yeah. let's do that one. Yeah. The well, the only thing was is they had to be they had to be any romance, and probably next year there are only so many good rom, rom- uh, romantic comedies. We'll probably have to do some dramas. Yeah. We'll probably have like Infidelity Month because I want to do the English Patient and I want to do the Bridges of Madison County. But it's like that kind of like there's no happily ever after in those because f- you how do you have a happily ever after when there's cheating involved? Mm-hmm. So uh, well, I, I mean, and death, like that just goes to that. Like, doesn't even have to be mentioned yet. Um, 
but but there is romance in them and they're some of the greatest love stories so yeah when it comes to movies I say love stories go not necessarily the the definition of the romance genre where there has to be a happily ever after or happy for now okay um but yeah we we did a lot of great rom-coms we did this year who is your favorite romance rom-com movie hero and favorite heroine Hmm, Mr. Darcy is my favorite. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heroine. Okay, probably not Elizabeth Bennet. Probably. Mm, I liked Kristen Stewart in Happiest Season. <laughs> Who Damn else did you. I like? Damn you. That's what I was going to say. Really? Yes. I also like Rachel McAdams in Eurovision. Yes. Because she's so adorable. The elves, they went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I was, those are my two favorite. Really? Yes. <laughs> well. Right. Who is my favorite hero then? Guess my favorite hero. I bet you get it. I, I can't even, like, think about all the different movies we watched in my head. Not the, not Wesley. Wesley? No. Ugh. T- take Princess Bride out. Four Christmases, Vince Vaughn's character. In- no. Oh, my gosh. One more and then I'll tell you. Um, Robert Mitchum. No. I don't. I don't know. I love Robert Mitchum's character. Yeah, Harry's my favorite. Really, Harry. Oh, that really surprises <laughs> yeah. me. I I just that character is so funny. I know. I've been trying to get you to watch that movie for so long. You 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 don't even know because now now that you have taken my advice and watched When Harry Met Sally, all these other hundreds of movies that I have been saying are very good will actually be good to you. Uh-huh. You have so much good film watching to why, watch. Why is Harry my favorite? Because he spits Which- <laughs> grapes at the exactly window exactly right I'll roll the I'll window roll... down <laughs> that <laughs> that made me laugh so hard I know <laughs> I'm laughing hard now I can't hardly breathe I'll roll the window down <laughs> oh man what a classic yeah alright were you pleasantly surprised by anything while while making our podcasts? I'm pleasantly surprised at the change of attitude that you've had of um I don't know, just like your shifting priorities and like your your new horizons in cinema that include movies with heavy dialogue now. Mm-hmm. Rather than heavy action. <laughs> I still love those, though. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. Transformers is a well-made movie. They don't make really bad movies anymore. No. 
I was watching the, the documentary um, Skin on Hulu last night about yeah. the the um, the history of nudity in film. And we got to the the 60s and 70s and it was talking about um, the blue movies. And it's like, man, like. I mean, I don't I know there's the there was the precursor to the porn industry. So you probably have to compare the blue movies to porn. But Francis Ford Coppola started making blue movies. What is a blue movie? Uh, it's what they called movies that were basically very light on plot and very heavy on just women bouncing around topless. Okay. <laughs> they were very dumb. Um, but yeah, Francis Ford Coppola started making these movies. So do you compare them to porn or which I am not versed in at all? Or do you compare them to modern low budget cinema? I don't know, but if you're compa- like those are such garbage films. And not just the blue movies, but after the Hayes Code was sort of like in the process of being demolished and movies were allowed to rate themselves X, um, like Midnight Cowboy was the first X-rated movie. Mm-hmm. And that's like a well-regarded, critically acclaimed movie. Um, but there are just so many movies that were just horrendous, like unwatchable. And we don't have those anymore. Like, no matter how much you dislike action films, Transformers is still a marvel to behold. I I I like rom coms with that are heavy on the dialogue and and irony and like good camera angles, but but Transformers has all that. Like, it has not heavy on the dialogue, but has great camera angles. Yeah, it it took. These filmmaking things and made it, I don't know, I don't know. It took elements of cinema that were created by Orson Welles and they made it so that even the worst film coming out of Hollywood is watchable still now. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Why was I saying that? I don't know. Oh, I think that was just so that, like, I'm not knocking action films. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I I was pleasantly surprised by, like, how I would piggyback off of what you said. Like, how I changed, not changed, but, like, had a more appreciation for what women like their perspective. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not team boy. It's not team blue, team pink. It's like, we're all on the same team. Right. Oh, man. I, I hope people don't listen to this. Like, man, was he like an asshole before this? Like, no, I just, you, you had a tendency to be an asshole. Did occasionally. I? Yeah. Well, and you are you are undoubtedly not anymore. Okay. Well, I guess that's my pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, we continue this, and I continue to grow as a human being. <laughs> yeah, and and me too. 
Um, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. All right. It's been it's been good talking to you people. Yeah. Whoever you are. And again, if you're a regular listener or just happen upon us, please do us a favor by giving us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. It really does help boost the show's visibility and we'll be able to reach more people and hopefully more guys. Yeah. We want to get into guys' ears so they can have, they can become more feminist too and improve their sex lives with romance novels. Well, if you the second part will get them. That's what this is all about. (laughs) That's why men need to be reading romance novels. Improve your sex life. What? Okay. I'm down. It's not a trick. You don't need a bigger dick. You just need to read what to do. And women are saying, please do this to me. Here, it is all laid out in millions and millions of romance novels. Just read one book written by a woman and you'll know what we want. Yeah. (laughs) And then read 10 books and you'll be amazing. (laughs) And if you improve the woman's sex life, you know you're going to improve your own sex life. Yeah. So there, we just solved your problems for you. Now go tell that woman how you feel about her. And with that... We want to wish you a happy and healthy new year, and we will see you next in January. Year. Goodbye.